You're listening to Man Meat Barbecue, the podcast, with your host, Mikey K. Our sponsors are Manbecue and Myron Mix and Smokers. If you don't know who Manbecue is, you better check it out. They're one of the coolest things in barbecue around. We do a meetup on the last Thursday of every single month. Let us take over your backyard. Let's see how much fun we can have. Looking for a new cooker? Look no further than the American-made Myron Mix and Smokers. Maybe you're a backyard enthusiast. Maybe you're a restaurant owner. Maybe you're looking to get into the catering game. They can accommodate it all. So make sure you go over to MyronMixAndSmokers.com and check out your next rig. And when you email them, tell them Mikey from Man Meat Barbecue sent you. So let's not waste any more time and let's get into this fucking podcast. What is up, guys? So we're hanging out with Chris tonight. Uh, or today, this morning, depending on when you listen to this podcast, I don't know. It just depends on when you're when you're when you're um, downloading this, and and I'm st- we're streaming through your ears. So um, your Instagram is igm underscore barbecue um, iron grill master is what it stands for. Um, but if I said iron grill master bar- underscore barbecue, I don't know if it'll come up on on Instagram. Uh, but so that is that is, that is his handle. Uh, go check out. All of his beautiful photos and his um, his his badass meat photos, to be honest, and his beautiful cooks. Yeah. So, Chris, man, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, and uh, chatting barbecue. Um, so, I mean, introduce yourself a little bit. Give us some give us some love. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, Mikey. Thanks for bringing me on the podcast. I'm really I'm, I'm really stoked about this. This is this is like I've been listening to you for 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 a while, and I'm talking about months, and and this is so dope to get on here and um. I've been bar. I'm a backyard barbecuer. I'm not a caterer. I'm not a, a a competition guy. I just love barbecue. I love cooking. I love food. Um, bringing family and, and friends together, and and they they just love it. And and just having a good time, you know, just having a couple beers with some 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 steaks over some meat, and just just talking smack with all my boys and everything. It's all good, you know. That's what barbecue is all about for me: family and friends. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so what did you start cooking on? Cause I'm a, a you know, I, you, you have a, quite a few cookers on your Instagram. Yeah. So what, what was, what got you into the world of barbecue? Uh, I'd have to say it was my dad. Back when I was a little kid, my dad, uh, he had like this little, uh, barbecue grill. Uh, he'd be in the backyard, me and my little brother, uh, drinking a coarse light, <laughs> throwing meat on the grill. And yeah. then, there's pictures of us back there sat next to the grill with my dad in the beer, just taking pictures of us and just watching my dad over over the years. Um, and then as I got older, uh, when I was in high school, um, my mom would – she would start to barbecue as well. And one of the things that she would do is uh, she would cook tri-tip. And uh, she would come – she would cook tri-tip. And then <laughs> when I come home from work – I'm sorry, when I come home from school, um, I get up home from football practice, come home. She'd have tri-tip already barbecued up. I sit down with a bowl of rice and tri-tip, and um, when I cut into it, it would just juice out, and it was it was like, oh man, was, I love the juice because my my rice would soak up the ju- uh, the juice, yep, yep, and it would be so delicious, and um, I, I just just my mom got me into that, and my dad got me into that, and then uh, I, from that point on, I just been barbecuing ever since. Um, I got it. I had a. I'll tell you a quick funny story. <laughs> when I moved out of my parents' house. I bought this little barbecue grill, the, the kind you take ha- uh, camping with you. Okay. Um, I bought it at one of those like like a writing stores, or whatever. And um, 
we were in an apartment and it was a fourplex. So I had a, the, I was a unit in the front, two units on the side, and then one unit in the back. So I'd be in the front. So I'd go barbecue and um, I barbecue off that bad boy. And uh, it was great. I, my kids would love it and all. And then one day, I don't know how, but why, but someone stole my freaking grill. Um, they took it. I would always hide it behind the bushes so no one would ever see it because I couldn't put it in the house because it was still hot. Of course. Um, but someone would steal it. And then um, so at that point, from that point on, I said, you know, what? I'm going to go get me a Weber, a, a, a kettle, big one. So they can't steal that one. So then after we moved out of the apartments, came to my house and uh, it's been grilling all that ever since. Uh, I, I had a couple gas grills. Um, the gas grills were, were cool and all, but. You know, I miss the nostalgia of that smoke that I can get out of, of a charcoal or real wood. That Couldn't flavor, that, that flavor profile just wasn't there, huh? Exactly, exactly. So after that point on, I got rid of the, the gas grills, uh, kept my Weber, of course, and then walked through Walmart one day and found out that they had a freaking um, uh, an offset grill, a charbroil. So I bought that bad boy, and I was able to do whole briskets and just two pork butts at the same time. And I love that grill, uh, but then uh, I still miss my kettle, my kettle, uh, my kettle grill. <laughs> so I, I grew off of that every now and then. And then um, I eventually, I ended up getting a La Caja China at one time. Um, beautiful, but the, very but the fun pro- cooker. What's that? I said it's a beautiful, fun little cooker to, to yeah, cook whole hog uh, or not whole hog. Yeah, cooking the whole hog. We like we did that one time, but uh, you know, one of the problems with that is is storage. Try to put it somewhere. <laughs> uh, over time, the elements, outside elements, got to it, and it just kind of broke it up, and I kind of lost it. Um, it's not the most. I mean, it, it's not the most durable cooker. Granted, that it's made out of wood, so right. <laughs> if you leave it outside in the elements, it tends to um, not make it very long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I know because I invested in one, and it's—I don't have any more because it just fell apart. Um, but then I also have a a, a, a discada, and then I also have a, an oilless uh, fryer. And um, but I ended up in, at the end of the day, ended up getting a Primo grill, a Primo XL, and I, I I love that beast. I love that bad boy. And I know you're a big green egg guy, and I messaged you a couple times uh, yep. when I was trying to uh, find out what cookers I was going to look into, but. Uh, you know, I helped. I appreciate all your help and advice that you gave. Oh, me. absolutely, and I, I, I think like when we talked about Primo versus Big Green Egg, um, I think that's a big, big personal preference there. Um, when I was looking at either going Big Green Egg or going Primo or going Kamado Joe wasn't as big when I when I was getting into that world, um, and I and I say they weren't as big because they just um, they weren't as prevalent in my market. I'll, I'll say mm. it that way. And when right. you're kind of looking around your market, you're going to look at what what's prevalent there. You know what I mean? Because you right. want those dealers accessible to you. You don't want to have to be like, oh, shit, I got to go, you know, this far away to get this and that, you know. Right. So um, right. now they are a little bit more prevalent in the marketplace here, but they weren't at the time. It was it was really big green egg and it was Primo that was fighting for for the for the market share of Chicago. For the market share. Yeah, and uh, I I just I went big green egg because realistically they were a little bit cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, talk about the price point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh man, that's what that's what it, that that's kind of what it came down to, and 
I just I just want Big Green Egg, and you know I I own two of them now, and I love them, and they're fantastic. Um, they are pretty much my primary cookers. If I'm not uh, obviously for the catering company, they are not my primary cookers for the catering company. Um, we're cooking on an H two O Myron uh, Myron mix and water smoker. That thing is just a tank. It is a beast. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. but you know, for the backyard, they're fantastic. And the Primo is fantastic. I love the oval Primo. That's one of the things that I fell in love with, with the Primo. And I believe you have the oval, correct? Yes. I have the oval. Yes. Yeah, dude. I love the fact that you can lay, like you can lay more ribs down onto it. I really right. do like that. And I like that shape. Yeah. And a two zone cooking you can do as yeah. well. Control. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's dope, man. Which, I mean, Big Green Egg's getting to there. They're getting yeah. to that. Um, they have a new, they had a new uh, rack system that kind of came out, which is allowing some, some more stuff like that. Um, but it, it's, it's, a, it, it's awesome how, how this, this field is just kind of changing right now. And I think a lot of, a lot of these companies are, are looking at Instagram and they're trying to see what people want. Right, right. Yeah, it, it is. It, I, I, like I said, I love that cooker. Um, it's a, it's a beast. I'm still trying to uh, master it. Cause at least I just, I just got it a couple, a few months ago. So I'm still trying to learn ins and outs of it. So there's, there's a bunch of um, accessories to it that I'm, that I'm, that I'm working towards to get, and uh, just, just want to play with it more and, and just try to, try to get the most out of, out of what uh, cost me a freaking mortgage payment. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, they're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I can I tell you can I can I tell you a quick story? Real Absolutely, quick? that's what we're here for. So, so when I messaged you about, I was messaging you about uh, uh, different cookers, and then I also messaged uh, uh, Mike Lang or uh, another pint, and because uh, he's a yeah, Weber guy, super and great also, dude. Yeah, oh, I, I love. I mean, he's he's so awesome, man. Supportive and all. I love it. And then Tony Maribel. Down in SoCal, I talked to them yeah. and um, they, they gave me a bunch of hints and everything. Um, so when you and I were going back and forth, you were like, "Yo, why don't you get the check out the Myron Mixon smokers?" And I said, "All right, Beautiful. let me check it out real quick." And I was like, "Uh, yo, <laughs> <laughs> that's like uh, three mortgage payments right there." <laughs> but uh, I was like, "That that's that's one of those things where I can't do the um, uh, I can't find myself to do the ask for forgiveness instead of ask for permission." Cause that would have, uh, that would have, the wife would probably kick me out the house by by that point. I'm not sure. That's a big. Uh, <laughs> you can get in trouble with that one. Yeah, you really but, can. Uh, but a, a lot of the posts that I've been doing, cause I'll do them on, I'll do them on Instagram and and a few times I'll do them on Facebook. Uh, a friend of mine, she she texts or I'm not text. She uh, she messaged me on Facebook and was like, "Hey, uh, have you ever done uh, a wedding?" And I was like, "Whoa, what?" She goes, how many people have you ever barbecued for? I said, you know, I, when I family get together, it's like 20, 30, maybe 40. And um, she goes, no, I'm talking about like 140. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, nah, I said, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have a big enough cooker for that. And she goes, okay, sorry. No worries about it. Uh, at the end of the day, the bottom line is get a bigger cooker. And the first person that came to mind was Mikey. <laughs> should have got that bigger cooker. Right? I was like, God, you're killing me. <laughs> Because it, 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 it is one of those things, though. It's like, shit, dude. Um, you got to get a bigger cooker. Like, I've talked to a lot of very successful people in the barbecue game. And one of the things that I took with me was when they're like, once you're at the point that you can't feed, pe- f- 
feed enough people on your on whatever cooker you have, what's the next option? The next option is simple. Buy a bigger fucking Big. cooker. That's the only <laughs> other option. Right? <laughs> or buy a second cooker so that you can feed more people. Exactly. <laughs> and I am I am a firm believer in the if you need to feed more people, buy a bigger cooker. Just do it. Right. Um right. And now I'm not recommending that to people like in their backyard. They're like, listen, I have one party. Should I go buy a huge cooker? No, maybe not. <laughs> borrow a buddy's cooker. Get a friend. Right. Get a friend and borrow yeah, exactly. a buddy's cooker. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, like, I have a couple friends like that that I've, I've borrowed cookers from to get stuff done. You know what I mean? Uh, right. A good friend of mine, Paul, has a, has a, you know, has an XL egg. Hey, bud, can I borrow your egg? Can we, can we put our eggs together and then, uh, you know, cook a little bit more. And and it's always, it's always worked out really, really well. And it's, it's always a, a great, great fun environment. And we all, we all have way too much fun and probably drink too much, but that's, that's what we do. But it's all, it's all, it's, that's all about it, man. <laughs> that's all, it's all about it. So now you went to the Primo. How was the transition from the, the, the kettle to the Primo? How is that transition treating you? Uh, you know, it's still a learning curve. I'm still trying to learn a lot because um, so w- with the kettle, when I was cooking, when I was trying to do long cooks, I kept feeding that fuel into it because it was not holding the well, the, the, the heat. You couldn't. And I, I mean, depending on what you're cooking, you're really, right. really making that chamber kind of small on where you can put your fuel Right to, to uh, you know to meat ratio so that you're not burning up some of that meat. Yeah, because you don't want to right under the fire, uh, right under the meat, because yep. it'll it's, it's going to burn from the bottom. So yeah, trying to do that, and then I bought the grates where you can flip the sides up and you could add fuel in there. Uh, one of the things I learned, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of backyard barbecues have figured this out. Uh, if you haven't, uh, what I learned is um, if you're adding more fuel to the to to the fire. It's going to create that white, dirty kind of smoke. Mm-hmm. So start another chimney off to the side, get that up hot and ready, and then add those into the fire. I figured that was easier. So I wouldn't – every time I add more fuel to it, like more briquettes, it would create that white smoke, and I have to take the lid off and and get the smoke out of it so it doesn't, it doesn't affect the meat. But then I'm also losing temp in the meat. It, it was it – was, there's a big learning curve to that that uh, I was trying to figure out from the, on the kettle. And a lot of a lot of what that is 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 the kettle only can allow so much oxygen in. Um, the holes are only so big, right? So right. you're not getting as much oxygen, and that's one of the things that most people don't understand is oxygen is everything. If there's enough oxygen to the fire, it's a clean burning fire. Usually, when it's smoldering, it's and that uh, there's a lot of white smoke. Either it's just starting, and there's not enough oxygen right there, or it's it's literally you're choking that fire too much and that's why it's pillowing that nasty white smoke you know what i mean right right and when you're adding the fuel well it's combustion so it's going to pull all that available oxygen to it so right it it, it, what you're doing is great like starting that other other um chimney and letting it go slowly uh that's why I love stick burners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like stick burners, we did, you just have that. Like there's just so much. You can you open that door, throw that stick in. There's so much oxygen that I can pull in 
that right. you're not getting that constant pillow white smoke. You're getting a nice, clean, clean smoke. And I think that a lot of people don't understand why their meat comes out bitter. And you're like, well, it just basted in, in white smoke for four yeah. hours. Like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. If you can't control, if you can't figure it out, uh, you're gonna mess up your meats, or you're gonna mess up your dinner. Um, hopefully, you got Domino's or Pizza's phone them right next right next to you, so you can make a quick phone call. Other than that, that, that meat that you just cooked in that white smoke is just gonna be rancid, unedible. <laughs> and I've done that a few times, so that's where you have to learn. You just learn from experience. And but if you can learn to smoke on a kettle, shit, man, you can smoke on anything. Yeah. Like there, there's nothing you can't smoke on once you've learned how to smoke on a kettle. Um, right. And that's a beautiful cooker. Uh, Weber really, they did a great job with it. it re, it's, it's a very difficult cooker to replace. Yes. Yeah. I love, you know, one of the upgrades I love that I love getting with my, my kettle is I bought this uh, attachment where you can put, you can cook pizza in there. It will raise it up yeah. and has open in the front. So you can slide your pizza and we've done pizza nights and I'll, you know, I'll, it's we've done I'll do like five or eight pizzas. You know, I have my kids make their own only individual pizzas and we'll cook them in there and I I can get five or eight pizzas out of it, but then I can notice the fire's going down, so I gotta add more fuel to it. But I mean just turning your, your kettle grill into a pizza oven, that was dope. You know, that was I, I, if I'm not wrong, I believe Tony and Mar- Maribel did this. And I, I, I believe they're listeners to the podcast, so I'll either get a text from Tony being like, yes, we did, this was us, or he'll be like, no, 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 it was not, you're, I don't know. Hey, what's up, think. Tony Maribel? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if, I don't, like, you, you know, you're a moron, we, you didn't see it on our page, but I think I did if I'm not wrong. It was, it was a long time ago, they had the, um, the, the pizza attachment, right? But they yeah. added it to the, um, the Smoky Mountain. Oh, Okay. So with the Smoky Mountain, it has that door, right? It has right. It, it has the door that you can actually feed, so you can feed the fire a little bit more. Right, right. And he, you know, I think Tony just took out the water pan because you can take it out, take out the water pan, and just let that heat just you know pillow up to Straight it. Up, yeah. And you you can add fuel without you know disturbing anything, and it was just one of the coolest things ever. I'm like. Oh, that's probably one of the smartest ways to do it. Just because yeah. <laughs> I have to check that out. You can just uh, kind of rotate, like you can make it so quick and it yeah. looks badass. That's what, that's the cool thing is that it looks badass. Um, <laughs> not necessarily, you know, not everything has to be off the look, but it, it, it just looks so cool. And you're just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's also that, that, that visual. Cause you're looking at it like, yo, check this out. Well, guess what I'm doing? <laughs> exactly. Like, guess what we're doing tonight? Doesn't this yeah. look cool? And I, I, I can swear that it was him. I can swear it. Um, I'm almost wanting to go and see if it was. But I, I can't remember if I saw it on his page or what. But uh, that's, man, it was it was one of the coolest posts ever. Um, yeah. Along with, which we'll, we'll segue into this. If you guys haven't gone to their page page yet, um, go check this out. This is one of the coolest things ever. So he has a really, really cool Weber table, right, that he built. It, it, it's a custom table with the Weber kind of sunk into it, which a lot of guys with Kamados and stuff like that do. And then 
his daughter asked for one, which is so badass. <laughs> and he made her one out of a Joe. Uh, it's a it's a Joe Junior, right? Yeah, Smoky Joe. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is awesome. It's just so cool. First of all, when I first saw it, I was like, I didn't know it was for his daughter, and I just saw this little table. And I'm like, that's a really cool idea, but that's such a small table. And then I like read the comment, like, because of course, like you look at the pictures, you don't, you're, you're not gonna read. And then you read it, and you're like, wait a minute, that is perfect size. Because I was like, that's gonna be a, you know, that's gonna kind of be a bitch to go like to actually use because it's so low. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm kind of a moron. Like I am a total <laughs> moron. Like this isn't for an adult to use. This is for, this is awesome. And I, I just think that's so cool. And it. The way that you built it, I mean, it's functioning too, which yeah. is like so like it has it has functionality to the table. It's not just like oh, I built it just so she could like leave me alone about it. Like I think no. it's super cool. So yeah. what made her like ask for that? That's not really like an eight year old daughter thing to ask for. Shouldn't she be asking for like I don't know what what do eight year old daughters ask for? <laughs> well, well, uh, her for her first. Uh... When I asked her what she wanted for her birthday, her first comment was, I want a barbecue table just like yours or an Shit. iPhone. I said, an iPhone? Yeah. Shit, I'll wait build a minute, that damn table. Yeah, wait a minute. Whoa, let's slow this down. I, yeah. It's terrifying how kids these days just honestly have, like, they, Way too many electronics. Yeah. <laughs> like, my niece is like, she's nine, and she's like, I want an iPhone for Christmas. And I was like, well, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. we got an 18 month and I, she can, so she will play with my wife's phone and she will call me. Oh. <laughs> so there's times where I'm like. use the phone already. <laughs> yeah. So there's times, but she like doesn't talk, like she'll call and doesn't talk. Yeah. So I'll be like, hello, hello, <laughs> hello. And I'm like, oh, she's calling me. But it, it, it's just, you know, it's insane how smart they are. Like, she knows yeah. the few apps that she can use. to Yeah, to make the calls. <laughs> and then, no, but even, like, she has a couple games on there that we let her play at. And oh, totally yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, if she plays with my phone, she'll, like, open Instagram and find pictures of, like, me and Amanda. And she'll be like, Mom? Mom? And I'm like, <laughs> Really? Like you're way too smart for this. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is? It's just um, uh, going back to my daughter real quick. It's just yeah. I, th- I think it's just um, all about just positive influence because I've been doing a lot of grilling. I've been doing a lot of barbecuing, a lot of grilling. Um, she's watching me as I'm sitting there and I'm setting everything up and I'm I'm taking a picture or I'm 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 I'm. I'm I'm doing a reverse sear or I'm seasoning and she'll be sitting there watching me the whole time. And I go, Bea, you want to, are you okay? Do you want to help? She goes, no, I just want to watch you. So, okay, cool. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing all this. And like I said, out the blue, when I asked for, for her, her birthday, which was just a couple months ago, and I asked her what she wanted. And she said, first thing was a barbecue table. I'm like, yo, you got it. It's done. And like we can the do cool that. thing about that table the cool thing about that table is because I have that that Smoky Joe that that Smoky Joe because when we go to tailgates or when we go to um like when we go up to the snow I'll yeah. take that with us to go barbecue out in the snow, um so I have off to the side and I don't use it too often unless we go out of out of the area. Can you guys tell but me she finds from, it, yeah. Hold on, can you tell me he's from California saying when we go to the snow, we don't get <laughs> snow, we go to it, yeah, and then we come back. 
Oh, we don't, we don't live there. <laughs> we go to it. We see it. We wave to it. It looks yeah. nice. And then we come back to reality. Yeah. Then we come back to the 70 degree weather. Like, oh, man, it's nice outside. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. For, I forgot you're Chicago. So that's like it, the snow comes to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People are like, are you going to cook in the snow? Yeah, I'm going to cook it. What do you fuck you mean am I going to cook in the snow? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I had that grill off, set off to the side, and she's like, Dad, I want that grill. I want you can you make me a barbecue table. I'm like, done. You got it. And I, I, and I made it for her. And, um, and the funny thing is, oh, man, I, I'll tell you this part. Her first cook, okay, so her first cook were, were a pack of hot dogs, um, and I forgot what else she, I, I have it on my, on my Instagram page, but a couple of hot dogs and everything. Anyway, she asked me, she goes, dad, um, what happens if you touch the lid? And I said, don't touch the lid. <laughs> she goes, but what happens if you do? I go, it's hot. You're going to burn your hand. But then what happens? And I said, what do you mean? What happens? She goes, what happens if you touch, if you burn your hand? I go, well, you start to blister and your skin will start to peel. So don't touch the lid. She goes, oh, Okay. I go, why? It's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay then. I go, what are you talking about? My hand, my skin's not blistering and it's not peeling, so I'm okay. I said, what? Did you touch the lid? She goes, yeah, and it hurt real bad, but I'm okay, Dad. <laughs> I was like, man, don't touch the lid. You like how <laughs> I they, you now. <laughs> you, you like how they try to figure out like, yeah. where am I on that like on that like wrong like how far did I go? Right. <laughs> Am I going to get yelled at? No. Okay, I'm good. I'm good to yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm, you know, then when, so one of the things I had to invest in is because um, she, she would use my barbecue utensils. And they're so she had these her, freaking, right? yeah, they're, they're so long. She's trying to grab the food, but she's, it's like half the size of her body, you know? <laughs> so I had to go to the store and buy little, little, you know, smaller kinds so it would fit her and, um, and she's working. She's working well with it now. But now I got to get like gloves, mittens on her hands, so she doesn't burn her hands anymore. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, that's, yeah, that's one of the. the um, I mean, I think that's why you know at first people are very very wary about getting their kids around kettles or or barbecues in general because they tend to be hot. I mean, um, yeah. a kettle will burn your ass. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, it will. I mean, shit. I've I don't know how many burns I've gotten from a kettle. Just, I mean. You're moving quickly. You're trying to move, and you hit it. It happens, right? Yeah. What do you do? Well, especially the, and, the, and the handles get real super hot too. So you, when you hold it and, and open up the lid, you're burning your hand. Yep. But uh, with her actually touching the lid itself, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't want you. <laughs> yeah. You want to keep your fingerprints on. <laughs> now, do you got, now do you go um, in the kettle? Are you going briquettes still, or are you going lump charcoal? I'm going briquettes. Okay. Love charcoal. I keep primarily in the uh, um, in, the, in primo. the primo. Yeah. So what my 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 theory is with the with the with the with the Weber is everything. I grill everything on the on the on the on the. Uh, I'm a Weber. So if it's if I'm gonna do like a, a ribeye steaks or a bratwurst or things like that, I'm doing it on the on the on the kettle. But when I do something that's a long cook, uh, like a pork shoulders, pork butts, a brisk. Uh, uh, Briskets, I put that all on the on the uh, on the primo, primo and it, let that bad boy run. It, it, yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna keep that moisture in really really nicely. Uh, you don't have to feed it every twenty five to thirty. Thirty minutes, minutes right? 
When I cook on Kittle, I have to set my phone. Hey, Siri, set a timer for 30 minutes. And then, oops, and then it'll go and it'll did, did remind it me of 30 minutes. Yeah, just yeah, go check. It did. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't have to turn it off. It's like, oh, uh, yep. Hey, Siri. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Funny but yeah, just uh, just uh, it was it's it's hard to manage the fire on the on the on the on, on the kettle when you're doing a long cook. That's why I'd rather do it on the uh, on the primo, and then uh, anything short and 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 reasonable, I do it on the uh, on the uh, on the on the, on the kettles. Or on the, oh yeah, short short on the, the kettle primo. Yeah, so getting you all your long cooks. I mean, I think that's fantastic, and I mean having having two cookers makes your life so much different. Um, yeah, you know when you're doing something like reverse searing. You can set that other cooker up just piping hot. You know what I mean? And right. you just literally lift straight onto that that piping hot cooker. Right and on it, the grill, on the grate, yeah. Boom. And it, it, it's just, to me, I, I love doing that. Like, I love reverse searing shit. Um, I reverse seared a, um, a tri-tip the other day. And it was, oh. See, here's the thing. We didn't grow up on tri-tip. We're not from yeah. California. So <laughs> tri-tip's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got, like, I know I've talked to a bunch of my friends from Cali, and they're like, yeah, dude, we used to be able to get it for, like, 97 cents a pound. Oh, wow. Or, like, you know, or, like, or maybe it was, like, a dollar ninety-seven or something like that. Like, it was cheap. And now it's, like, I don't know what you guys are getting it at, but we're at, like, nine ninety-nine a pound. <laughs> Ouch! Like that's, I've seen it. I've seen like nine ninety nine a pound, eleven ninety nine a pound um, for tri tip. For tri tip. Wow. What do your ribeyes go for? It depends. I mean, because that's what we're paying. Me like if we go to like a like a Bel Air or somewhere around here. They're like eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine nine pound. You know, but uh, I can get you paying for tri tip though. I can get ribeyes on sale sometimes at. Ten ninety nine a pound. Oh wow! Depend and that that that's depending on what you want. If you want prime, you want choice. Um, right. Wagyu is going to run you a little bit more. Um, so it just depends on on the on the meat quality that you want. Um, I did just get a Australian Wagyu tri tip, and it was I believe they sell it for twenty two fifty or twenty two ninety nine. What the yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, and they have they're they're pretty big. They're like nice four pound four pound uh, hits. Yeah. Now let me ask you: um, being just a backyard barbecuist, is it is it, is it worth, worth it? trying to invest into a, a wagyu to try it out? I mean, it's it's that's sound that's pricey. It, but I mean, I've always pricey. wanted to try it. Um, I mean, I think the the quality of the meat is definitely it, it's a little bit different. It definitely mm-hmm. it, it's definitely going to be um, it's definitely a different taste that you're going to get. Um, now, if you go towards American wagyu versus like an Australian wagyu or a, a traditional wagyu from Japan, they're all going to have a little bit different in taste. They're all going to have a little bit different taste profile. Um, a lot of people say that American wagyu is just a Angus beef with way more flavor. Just that, like, really more upfront flavor to it. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, because the fat's there. 
Um, right. it, it, it's it's a wagyu steer crossed with with a black Angus from from America, and that's usually American wagyu, and um, it, it's one of those things that uh, it's definitely I think people can people will definitely start to taste the difference as their taste buds progress up to it. The more you have of it the more you start to see the difference. You know what I mean? Got it. Okay. Because you start to realize the flavors that you didn't have before, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. You're, you're starting to – your 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 tongue starting to taste different flavors. Um, is, it, is it richer in flavor? Like, absolutely, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Huh. But it, so let me ask you this. This is this is not something you're going to get for a Super Bowl party. No. You're going to get for intimate dinner with with family and uh, yeah. with wife and, and daughter. This is something you're going to you, you don't serve your friends. <laughs> uh, no, it's definitely one of those things where it, it it it's make it more of a special occasion. I think um, I did chat with uh, uh, the guys from Crowd Cow. If you if you don't know who Crowd Cow is, go check them out. They will break everything down for you, man. That guy is 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 a meat scientist, um, and he they do they actually sell uh, wagyu. They sell and they sell the A five wagyu from Japan, and they sell the the truest form of Japanese wagyu. Um, that I think it, it, it's almost kind of weird because that word's starting to get thrown around a lot, yeah. uh, and. Basically, what Wagyu means in it translated to English is black cow. Uh, so Wagyu just means black cow. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, kind of, kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're making it sound like it's this big thing. It's like, no, it's really not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, 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 the, the, the breed, the, the Wagyu breed of cow the way that it actually di- like the way that it actually builds fat is it builds it through the muscle tissue, right? Um, where a lot of cows build it on top of the muscle, right? And that's why you get that beautiful, beautiful marbling. Okay. So you're gonna it's gonna it's gonna taste a little bit um, richer, and if you take like a real like a five wagyu like ribeye. You can't finish a whole A5 Wagyu ribeye by yourself. Like, not like a thick one. You're just not going to. Because it's so rich. Like, honestly, like, three to four ounces is all you're going to get. Like, that's... Really? Like, that's what you... Like, that's all you need. Yeah. Because you will literally... Like, if you eat... If you were like, I'm going to eat a 16-ounce ribeye, you're going to throw up at about (laughs) eight. Like, literally, you're going to be in pain. Like, it's yeah. not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to finish this. It's going to be, like, a good pain. No, no, no. It's going to hurt. <laughs> like, you <laughs> don't want to do that. Please. It's going to hurt, gonna hurt uh, in one way and hurt the other way in a financial pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But if you – the thing is, like, if you're going to do something like a nice, nice dinner, yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic. I definitely recommend it. Um, if you're looking for anybody – I know a couple people that deliver – uh, Second City Prime out of Chicago. 
Um, yeah. They are a fantastic company. They actually deliver uh, nationwide. Also, uh, CrowdCow delivers nationwide. So that is fantastic. If anyone is looking for that, um, I believe it is CrowdCow.com, and it is SecondCityPrime.com. So uh, go look them up. They are two really, really good providers. Also, Wagyu Excellente out of Chicago. or out of They're out of Texas, but they have they have uh, my boys out of Chicago. Um, so it's Wagyu XL. Um Check them out. I be, I'm not sure if they if they deliver out for. I'm not sure if they deliver outside of a couple different regions in the United States. Um, I would have to uh, check on that. I'm not quite. I'm not positive on that. But I know the other two do. I know the other two definitely do deliver. Right, right. So let me ask you this, because uh, <laughs> I heard you on, on another podcast before, and you oh, say, yeah. "Yo, you delivered my meat. Uh, can you let me know when it's on its way? Yeah, that way so- I'm." Eh? So, so, I mean, here, how does that, how does so, that, I mean, you got to be there, right? Sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the nice thing is they all come, they all, they all come packed in, in coolers, which is really, really nice with dry ice in them or with these awesome Arctic ice packs. Um, I believe they're called Nordic ice. That's what a couple of my dealers use, which is fantastic. That shit works amazing. I swear to God, I don't know what the, what they put in that ice pack, but that thing stays like a sheet of ice. Forever, okay. <laughs> like I've thrown it into coolers, and it, like I'll take it out like after like ten, fifteen hours, and it's still a sheet. It's still of frozen. Ice. Wow. Like I could like kill somebody if I hit them with it. Um, <laughs> it doesn't even feel like anything kind of came off. It's fantastic. Um, but I always say that because like sometimes like I've. I've ordered stuff and they don't they don't give you like the best tracking i know second city gives awesome tracking they do really really good tracking they do it um you can get text updates knowing where right. it's going and where, where it's at and that's that's fantastic because if you don't know that that's coming maybe you don't check the front door today right. I, it depends on like I, I know a couple people that like they don't use their front door. You know, they drive in through the garage and they don't they don't realize that they have a package, right? You know what I mean? Like because maybe their garage isn't exactly right to the front door. Um, yeah. So and then there's people like us, some of us who live in the city. Uh, I've gotten I used to have a PO box and I had something sent to me and I didn't know it was getting sent to me. Like they didn't—they uh, didn't send you the uh, uh, tracking no, information. No, no. So I didn't actually. So I guess I shouldn't say I had it sent to me. Somebody decided to send something to me. <laughs> which thank you so much for doing it. But um, tell somebody. Yeah. That <laughs> you're sending them them a perishable item. Yeah. And I got it on a on a Friday, and normally, like, I didn't go to my PO box on the weekends. I just didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like a Saturday activity. Uh, right. you know, the, the, the store or the UPS store that I had it at, they were always packed on Saturdays. It was just a place that I'd rather stay away from than go to. It's like going to the post office on a Saturday guys, or oh, like the DMV, you rather like punch yourself in the face than go. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I didn't go and I, I literally was like, I should really stop on the on this Friday. Like I like I don't know what it was. Like just something told me like you should go check your PO box. Like just go check. Yeah. 
the barbecue guys are telling you, yeah. go check your mailbox. Exactly. And I like checked it. I was like, holy shit, there's meat in here. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have gotten till Monday. Now, what if you didn't get till Monday? It would have gone bad probably. Huh? Was, uh, was the packaging not? The packaging was pretty good. It was a, it was a pretty nice. It was like, I mean, it was a disposable cooler. But right. I don't know. I don't know how it would have turned out. I really don't yeah. because um, <clears throat> give, granted that like it's inside a store, so it's not outside in the elements of like 100 degree weather. Like the store is going to keep around 70 degrees. Uh, but oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know how it would have fared. I don't know. Yeah, that's something, and you don't want to risk that bringing it home. And hey, let's just barbecue it up anyways to see what how it tastes. <laughs> yeah, let, let's just try it. It smells bad. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna give it a go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like oh, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so can I tell you uh, a real quick story how I got my grill, how I oh, got my Primo? Dude, I would love to hear that. So I thought this is this is weird, but um, so there's a place in – I live here in Yuba City, Yuba City, California. We're like – we're in between uh, Sacramento, north of Sacramento, and south of Chico. Um, I don't know if you know where Chico is, but I'm probably, you've probably I, heard of that. I, the, the I know where Chico is. Okay, so we're like in the middle. Okay. So – so I found a dealer for my Primo in Roseville, which is about 45 minutes away. So I drove over there to the to the dealer, said I ordered my Primo, said I'm gonna get it. The guy says, okay, I'll have, I have this is like on a Friday when I when I ordered it. The guy says I'll be here, it'll be here on Tuesday. Come here on Tuesday, pick it up. I said done deal, I'll be there. Drive there on Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> I walk in the store and the guy's like, hey, how can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm here to pick up my grill. And he goes. Uh, which one is it? I said, oh, I'm getting the Primo. I got the Primo XL. He goes, oh. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that doesn't sound like a good O, though. That doesn't yeah. sound like a, oh, yeah. yeah. It's over here, bro. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, I was supposed to call you. Oh, I, kinda, I, stopped in my, yeah, I stopped in my tracks. I was like, what do you mean you're supposed to call me? Oh, yeah, we have a little problem. I was like, uh, all right, what's what's the problem? He goes, I forgot the guy's name. I'll make up a I'll make up a name right now. But the guy's name I'll say is the guy's name is John. John went to go pick it up at the uh, at the at the center, and he's driving here. And he drove in his his uh, GPS told him to go through downtown Sacramento. I was like, all right. Well, apparently he got stuck in traffic and he got hit. He got in a car accident. And I said, oh, whoa. Yeah, that was my question. I was like, he got in a car accident. Yeah, I go. But how's my grill? He goes, oh, it's fine. I go, how do you know? You're here in Roseville. He's in Sacramento. Do you looked at it? He's like, oh, maybe. Uh, he can't. He had to pull over the side of the road because his, his car's making a noise. He had to call a tow truck. So uh, you're either going to have to come back later and pick it up or maybe you want to meet him downtown Sacramento. I was like, downtown Sacramento sounds fantastic. Yeah. I was like, yo, man, I'll, I'll meet him in downtown Sacramento, but what, what? my inconvenience. You know, what's up with this? He goes, man, I'm going to give you two bags of charcoal. You give me a bag of Primo and another bag of some, like, brown bag. And he goes, man, this is premium uh, um, lump coal. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, what was it, Mesquite or whatever. He's, 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 he's bragging about it. I'm like, cool, man. So I met the guy in downtown SAC, and I was like, hey, man, I'm my grill. He goes, oh, yeah. And I go, hey, man, hey, bro, can you back your truck up into this driveway or into the parking lot? Because we're right here in the middle of the street, and this car's flying by us. <laughs> and you want me to back up my truck to your truck to unload this grill from your truck to mine? And he's like, oh, man, I can't, make my, I can't move my car, man. It's making a bunch of noise. 
So I don't want to, I don't want to risk moving. And the tow truck's right here anyways to pick, to, to load me up. And I go, all right. And he goes, yeah, it's right, I, right here in my passenger side is where the guy hit me. And I walk over and I look and I go, where'd he hit you? He's right there in the tire. I go, yo, I don't see anything, bro. Are you sure you got hit? He's all, yeah, I got hit. I go, but is my grill okay? Oh, it's why it's sitting on a pallet. It's fine. I go, Hey man, you better guarantee this stuff, man, because if, if it's something messed up, I'm I'm not having this. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, so we ended up in lo- unloading it, and then I I drove home, and I kept thinking in my head like, at least I got two bags of charcoal out of this. I mean, I, I'm spending the ne- an extra extra hour and a half of my time driving around and everything, but at least I got two bags of charcoal. But the brown bag that he gave me, you know, that we we bragged about like it was some premium high tech stuff. Man, when I when I stuff was all cooked down, there was chunks of rocks and cement in there. It will happen. I mean, it will happen. It will happen. Like, the primo bag, there was no no there's no rocks or chunks of cement you know or anything. What it was? What's that? Do you know what the bag was? Do you remember? I, I don't remember the name of the bag. To be honest with you, I was I was kind of like, what the hell is this crap in here? After after I'm cleaning everything, I go, why is there chunks of rocks in here? Well, so it should the- be all freaking. Go the ahead, I'm that, sorry. The way that lump charcoal is made is, is it's normally burned, right, in big, big cement, just like kind of like cement. Uh, I don't know what it, what it, you call that exactly. Uh, kind of like, like cylinders? not cylinders, but almost like, you know, there's a cement wall, cement wall on each side, and then cement on the bottom, and then they just burn. They burn tons of wood. And mm-hmm. then they use um, forklifts, <laughs> or not forklifts, but... Um, uh, uh, truck, not trucks, um, tractors to pick that up, you know, pick them up and then pour it in and then they make bags out of them. So normally you'll, you sometimes can get a little bit of rock. You can get a little bit of, uh, cement because it'll, you know, it'll slide down and it'll, it'll hit a rock on the cement and it'll break up and then it'll be put into the bag. So I don't always cry about that unless it's like an outrageous amount. Um, I know that um, Royal Oak had a bad scent for a little bit, um, and some people people gave him some hell for it. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, it, it happens. It does happen. But uh, as long as you get those nice big chunks, I, I find that there's some lump charcoal brands that have those really little, little chunks, and it's like, dude, this shit's going to burn up real yeah. quick. Like, I need <laughs> big chunks. Yeah, yeah. No, like I'm not cooking with wood chips here, man. I want the lump. I want the lump coals over here. I need this to go long and strong. <laughs> I want this shit to look like a tree when it's going in. Let me, right. <laughs> let me explain something to you. Um, right. <laughs> I I do find that uh, I I tend to only cook over Fogo. Fogo um, has been really really good to me in the sense that um, the the chunks are always really really nice. The bags are nice big sized. Um, and I, I like the uh, I like the flavor profile that I get out of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try. I got I got. I'm gonna put the fogo on my list of the next uh, fuel I get. It's when I see something on sale, I'll I'll go get it. But then I, I like I said, not knowing too much. When I thought when I seen the 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 uh, rocks and the and the freaking cement, I go, I got some cheap shit, man. What the fuck is that? Always, I promise. No, okay, so so that's part of the process. Sometimes it will happen. Sometimes, sometimes it will happen. Okay, sometimes okay. you'll get a rock or two. Uh, yeah. Now, if you start getting boulders, then we're, we're, yeah. at, <laughs> we're getting big rocks. I mean, that's a problem. Right. But, you know, good, good, good lump charcoal is uh, 
it, it's crazy how much longer it lasts. And I'm sure you're starting to see that with running the Primo. Once you put that thing out and then you open it, it's like, oh, shit, there's still... Still heat. There's still, still... there's still quite a bit of, you know, you can clean that charcoal off and reuse and keep going. Yeah, and that, that's what I love about that because it, it, it makes the fuel last longer versus my kettle. Even yeah. though if I close all the vents up, it will still burn everything out, and I'll, I'll have ba- like little baby pieces of charcoal left over from the from the uh, from the kettle. But with the, with the Primo, I can dump a bag in there. And I can probably do three, four cooks, depending on what I'm cooking. Yeah, depending and on the cook. And, yeah. and, and it works great. Um, big shout out to JJ George. I love their torch. I bought oh, that dude. torch. Um, I I put it on my Instagram a while back. Well, I did a barbecue the other day, and I, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've done this. You out there barbecue, and you got a couple beers in hand. You're having a good time. Family's around. Everything's done. Bring the food in the house. Everybody's eating, have a good time. And then next thing you know, it's time to go to bed. Wake up the next morning, go to work. Shit, it's raining. Oh shit, I left everything outside. My torch I left outside, and I was worried my torch got was going to be damaged. That bad boy fired up like nothing. It's, it came back the next day, and I just fired up. I had to, I had to give props to JJ George on that on that torch, man. Dude, I, that I torch love that torch. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, I definitely use the only problem that I ever have now um, because we're going into the winter season is I will sometimes forget my my torch outside. Oh, the propane. propane tends not to work very, very well in very, very cold temperatures. Uh, <laughs> and that it, it has nothing, the torch isn't doing anything wrong. It's the fact that I just forget that, like, oh, I left the propane tank outside. Shit. Yeah. You know, it just, and yes, you can buy other gas that will work better. Um, I'm just lazy, and the propane things are $4, and they're cheap. Right. And, you know what I mean? And they last for God ever. So so when I got that when I got that grill torch, I had we had gone camping uh, uh, probably a few months before that. So I had a, a lantern, I mean a propane, a Coleman propane. It's probably about I'd say less than half full, maybe a third full. Um, and then um, um, I bought another one just in case. And I and I, when oh, I got yeah. that torch, and then we had a uh, I, I did like this barbecue event. Uh, one of the real estate offices at the Keller Williams office they asked me to do barbecue for them. So I did a bunch of tri tip. So I said, you know, I'm going to buy another propane tank to use just in case if I need it. If I want to light my fire, I'll have, I'll have extra fuel. That fucking thing, I'd say maybe 30 cooks later, I'm still running off the same propane tank. It, I don't know what it is, but it, it was so fuel efficient. I mean, I literally still have that tank on my on my, on my, on my, on my torch. Yeah. I mean, I, I still have the brand new one that hasn't been opened yet, just in case. But this thing is so fuel efficient. It's like... Dude, this is this is amazing, man. And I'm lighting so many few, so many fires. I use it to light everything now. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I light everything with it. It's it. I light the mixin with it. I light. Um, I just you know everything gets lit by the torch, just because yeah. it's easier. It's yeah. just it's it's easier to light. So yeah, it's, it's so much. It's so it's so cool too, man. Just like when you hear it, you when you open up the valve and hear like the gas blowing out, yep. and then you click the button, when the flame comes out, it's yep. like, yo, I'm barbecuing, baby. Here we go. <laughs> like it's good Starting. to go. Um, yeah, it it lights it lights everything. I mean, I light the I light my kettles with it. I light my PK cooker with it. I light the uh, the eggs with it. It's just easier. 
Yeah. And uh, you just throw it in there, let it go for a little bit. I mean, you bite quick. Um, yeah. It does take a little bit longer, obviously, on the uh, when it when it's really cold outside. Um, it will take a little bit longer to light that charcoal, but that's just that's just because the charcoal's freezing cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> yeah. everything else is cold, and yeah. it, it's gonna. <laughs> I don't, you know, unless you're, unless you have a big, big torch, it's going to take a second for that, for it to heat that wood up. It just will. You know what I mean? It's just going to. And, but I, I, I mean, shit, it works so, it works so well. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's just the, 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 the way it looks, uh, when you start it up, the way it just flares up, it's like, ah, man, this is like. You know, I tell my kids back up a little bit because this is Daddy's new toy here, and none of you can touch this one. This is mine. <laughs> yeah, and then you just let it go. It, yeah, it, it it hits the charcoal. It lights really, really fast. It it actually cuts down on your grilling time, which is fantastic because um, it cuts down on that preheating time. You know, right. because it lights the charcoal so much faster. Right. Right. So one, I'll, can I tell you one one of the things I used to do? Well, I still do, anyways. Um, I got the I got the chimney. So when I when I light my kit, my, when I light my kettle, I'll throw all the all the the briquettes in the um in there. And then normally, what I used to do, what I used to do before, is you know you get a ball of paper, like a newspaper, yep. put it under the chimney, light it on fire, till it catches on fire. The problem, <laughs> the problem thing that I had back then is when I would. Uh, uh, when I would take the when I when I'm getting ready to dump the um, the charcoal onto into the, into my kettle, there'd be that big ball of ash down there of a paper that was still down there. Um, and what happened every now and then is that the wind would blow and it, that shit get all over the place. And so what I ended up doing is I when we would buy eggs, carton of eggs, an 18 pack of carton of eggs, it'll be in the cardboard or paper package. Yeah, yeah. So what I would do is when we're done with all the eggs, instead of throwing that away, I would cut the little cups up in little individual pieces, and I would cut the trimmings all around the um, all around the uh, uh, the carton, and I'd just cut them in little pieces, and I'd just throw them inside the inside the little cups, and then I would put I'd melt. Uh, we'd have some Crisco, or was it? Uh, yeah, some Crisco oil. I'd melt that. And I'd pour it all inside of them, so it'd create like an oil base. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and I cut them in little individual pieces, you know, and then I put them in a Tupperware, a Tupperware basket, and then I, I put it and I lock it away. And when we're ready to start the fire, I'll take one out and I will light it on fire. And that little that little egg cup that has a couple of the the um, trimmings in there with the crisp oil, it would burn a good seven eight minutes. I mean, you're basically enough. what you're doing is you're, you're you're making a fire starter that like you know Weber sells. The little white little cubes. I mean, that's yeah. basically what you're doing. You you just made a homemade one, which I yeah. always said like the the easiest thing was. Um, and people were like, "Oh, I keep buying all these cubes, blah blah," or like fire starters, fire things are expensive, dude. They don't have to be. Go go do what you just did, um, or um, grab some cotton balls and some uh, you know rubbing alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> put that shit together and put it underneath. It'll <laughs> it'll go. <laughs> yeah. And the cool thing is with the ash part, the, the ash is it goes it'll away. Be like a little, yeah, it'd, it'd be like little to nothing. Versus when it'd be a big ball of paper, yep. it'd be that should fly everywhere in the wind. But here it is it is perfect. So uh, that's one of the little tips I wanted to let everybody know. If you ever want to try that, save money. I mean, you're buying you're buying eggs anyways. Might as well reuse that carton. Use it to, to start your grill with, and then it's, yeah. it's fucking dope, man. I love it. 
And if you don't have Crisco, you can also use olive oil or vegetable oil will also work. Um, right, right. So, you know, just in case, um, all those things will work. Uh, it, it don't, don't do it right away on it and try starting it. If it's really wet, it'll be a hard start. Uh, let it kind of dry right. into it and then, and then yeah, let it soak start. into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then once it kind of dries, it's still there. I promise it didn't go away. It's just, yeah. it's now dry. <laughs> hey, so, um, can I ask you something, bro? Absolutely. I know you've been you've been you've been queuing for a while, and I'm sure you've gotten this a lot before. And I know I don't know what your responses were back in the you know what they are back then or, or they are now. But whenever I when I whenever I do something like uh, like uh, side dishes and all that, or whatever I make, you know, family and friends will come over and they'd be like, "Yo, what'd you put in this? Yo, what'd you do? What's in the, what's in here? What's in here?" And uh, me being stubborn at times. Um, uh, try, when I, I was like, you know, to get that product, what you're trying now, I must have went like 200 times over to try to get to that. I've experimented so many different times, bought so many jalapenos, bought so many limes, so much cheese, so much this, so much that. <clears throat> so for you to ask me what I put in there now, yo, I need, I need, I need you to, I need some back pay for all the, the all the time <laughs> and money that I spent. So when people would ask me, they'd be like, yo, what'd you put in this? I go, man, uh, you can get all that stuff at your local 7-Eleven. Um, just go look over there, you know? They're like, oh, come on, Chris, just tell me what's in there. I go, you guys don't understand. It's time to get to it. It's time to get to it. But <clears throat> I figure right now, since I'm, I'm, on, on, I'm on Mikey K's podcast, I figure, like, hey, family and friends, uh, that mac and cheese that you say I'm notorious for, I figure I'd give you guys the recipe on how I did it. Um, uh, it it's... One of those things everybody asked me about. Yeah. So if, if, if it's all right, we've already... yeah. Let's, let's hear. Let's hear your recipe for mac and cheese because I, I, I mean, I hear that my mac and cheese is pretty pretty good. We may have to do a mac and cheese barbecue battle, which would be quite <laughs> interesting, right? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so you know, I just get the I, I just get the elbows, <clears throat> boil them up to al dente. You know, so they get the little bite to it. And then uh, when I drain them out, I put a sheet down on top of a, a an aluminum tray, and then on top of that, and then I'll put uh, 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 fried bacon, cut up bacon pieces on there, and I'll and I'll I take um, bacon. Yeah, right. Um, and what I found out in the past is that whenever I buy prepackaged shredded cheese, I don't know if, I don't know what it is, but it might be that uh, anti caking agent that they put on the pieces so they don't stick. I can. I was able to taste that after a while, and I didn't like that. So now I just shred all my cheese fresh. Okay. I have a. I have a. I have a KitchenAid mixer. I bought that attachment, and it shreds the cheese. How does that? So shred- how, how's that working? Do you like that? Do you like that attachment? I thought oh, about I doing it, it. Man, I love it. It's so dope because it just the 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 fresh cut up cheese versus the package already caked up agent non agent or whatever you call it on there. It, you can taste the difference. It it does you don't have that like um that filmy taste that I that I always had before and I didn't like so what I would do is I just shred all I shred all fresh shredded cheese put it over the bacon then I put another layer of elbows on top of that and then I put another layer of uh, bacon and another layer of of of, of uh, shredded mozzarella and off to the side I'll take a bowl and I'll put uh, butter and garlic in there uh, heat it up to a little bit till they're translucent. And then I would, I would add heavy cream into there, and I would heat the heavy cream up. And then 
what I would do then is I'll take cream cheese and I'll add cream cheese into it, a glop of cream cheese, melt it up just to get it thicker, get a little bit more thicker to the uh, to the sauce. Yeah. And then once that's heated up, then I would add um, the fresh grated uh, sharp cheese, sharp cheddar cheese, mix it in there, and I'll just be mixing and mixing until I get that, that either taste or consistency that I would want of that cheese. Yeah. And once it's all ready, I'll pour it all into the into the pan. And then once it's all poured up, then I'll take a fresh grated uh, Parmesan cheese and put that on top of that. And then I'm ready for the when it's ready for the smoker, I throw it in the smoker, smoke it up, and then uh, <laughs> I hope nobody gets offended when I my buddy my my Baldo, I love you, bro. But you know when you said that uh, you the moment you tasted my mac and cheese, you thought you had to bust a nut. Yo, man, I thought <laughs> I was like, all right, <laughs> but uh, she was that good. So uh, just let you know, and then that's how I would serve it up, and then everybody be loving my mac and cheese, and they say it's dope, they love it, and um, guys, just so, so you know that he, like his mac and cheese recipe is gonna run you roughly about twenty to twenty five dollars for a tray of mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and dude, mac and cheese ain't cheap. It's not, everyone thinks it's cheap because whenever yeah. you say macaroni and cheese, the first thing you fucking think of is that stupid little blue box. But real <laughs> mac and cheese ain't fucking cheap. Right. That's funny because when I did that, when I did that, uh, uh, the barbecue at the, at the, at the real estate office, they're like, yo, I don't like mac and cheese, but yours is the bomb. And I was like, what kind did you guys have before? The craft one? I go, that ain't real mac and cheese, man. That's a freaking, it came out, hell is that crap? came out of a packet. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, that gross for reals? <laughs> I, dude, I, th- I think we might have to go against each other and see whose mac and cheese is better. Oh, you let me know if, See, if I can't, I'll fly out to, sh- to Chicago and, 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 do and holla at you. <laughs> let's have some fun. Uh, the different uh, – I, I have – I don't do Parmesan cheese in mine, um, and I, I do a cheese sauce. My cheese sauce is a little bit different. Um, and then the the trick to my – or one of my big tricks at the end is I actually take um, extra toasted Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Like, are you crushing them up or yep. are you, uh, like put them in a bag and then like, you know, rolling pin or whatever uh-huh. you want to do. If you do, you can do it with your hands, crunch them up, just have a nice crunch on it and then oh, take nice. that. And then right before you serve, not, not in the smoker, not on the cook, but right before you serve, you layer that, uh, that, that cheese it right onto the mac and cheese. Right. So yeah. that when people pull it and take it. They take a bite and they get the the creaminess of the mac and cheese, right? But then they right. get the crunch of the cheese. It. Oh, so nice! So then it gives them that little Layers. bit of like, you're like, oh, but it's crunchy too. Like it's yeah. creamy, crunchy. Like I like those those contracting flit, like or not contracting, but uh. Uh, it's like, kind of like layers. It's yeah. like it's soft and chewy, and then crunchy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So All right. You just up your game with that a little bit. Now his mac and cheese is no longer twenty five dollars; it's thirty. But yeah, <laughs> right. Mac and cheese just stock just went up. But yeah, dude, it, 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 it is one of those things that um, I, I've had a lot of people tell me that too. They're like, "Dude, I fucking hate mac and cheese, but uh, can I get a can I get a you know a hotel pan of yours? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I'll take that home with me too. I'm like, you do know that. 
if you eat a hotel pan of my mac and cheese, you're going to die. Like your heart yeah. will literally <laughs> stop beating. Um, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, there's like 4 million calories in it. So good luck. <laughs> good. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I didn't make it for, I didn't make it for the diet. Like we didn't, we weren't shooting for that. There yeah. was no diet in my mac and cheese. It was, it's literally not good for you at all. Like you will, yeah. like it is totally calorie loaded, but it's so fantastically good. And so your sounds, your sounds awesome. I do yeah. use a little bit different noodles in mine. I use the, um, oh shit, what are they called? They're, they're the longer, um, kind of, they're, they're the tube noodle, but it's the spiral tube noodle. The reason I like that one is the cheese actually gets inside of it. Which ah. uh, so then it's just, it's, it's just I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Okay. And goodness and just cheesiness. <laughs> but we we go through um, the catering company. Honestly, uh, I don't think we've had an order yet that hasn't had the mac and cheese on it. Um, oh. We had one guy. Uh, we did a pop up, and we had a a lady come up, and I'm like, "Hey, what can we get you?" You know, like being super nice, and she goes everyone won't shut up about the mac and cheese. <laughs> She's like, so I'm here to get it. And yeah. I'm like, awesome. What else can we get you? She's like, I don't care. She's like, <laughs> "She's like, I'll try the brisket and I'll try the pulled pork. And I'm like, fantastic. And the mac and cheese. She's like, yeah, you know what? Give me two orders of the mac and cheese. Double Sorry. order. Rather yeah. Than and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Like, yeah, we we're going to give you two orders. Two double, you know what I mean? Like, and I get, of course, I gave her a little bit extra too. And she was right. like, this, she comes back and she's like, that mac and cheese just, she, like, this is a direct quote, that mac and cheese just ruined my life. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? She's like, I just want, she's like, I will never eat mac and cheese again. Craft <laughs> mac and cheese. Oh, yeah, exactly. She's like, I'll never be able to eat like craft mac and cheese ever again. Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> When you eat real mac and cheese, man, it's it's, it's a whole it's, different game. Yeah, because we we grew up when we as kids we grew up in that yellow that yellow that little blue box with that yep. little yellow crap in there, and that's what we had. And oh, I, yeah, after right? I made it, my kids ate. They're like, no, we we want dad's mac and cheese. We don't want that that stuff anymore that mom makes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like, dude, you do it for your kids, and because it's cheap, it's easy. It's yeah. cheap, easy, and fast. And when they're screaming, yeah. you're like, oh, feed. Now. Let's go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's just one of those things where it's like you you remember those taste buds and then you're like, how do I – I don't have two-year-old taste buds anymore. Like I, I, know. Want, I want something <laughs> I know, right? that tastes better. I'm a grown-up now, damn it. Give me some yeah. real food. <laughs> and, I like, and I like that you don't overcook your noodle. I think that's something that a lot of people – mess up if you know that that noodle is going to have to be held a little bit longer even undercook it more it's going to cook inside that cheese sauce in that sauce that's right and, and that's right when it cooks inside that cheese sauce you know what it's going to do it's going to pull that flavor in right it's, it's going to do it's going to pull that cheese flavor into it so don't overcook that noodle I think that's one of the most nastiest things ever is when you have a mushy ass noodle. And if you disagree yeah. with me, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's one of the like I like I like a noodle that has a little bit of a bite to it. And like you said, yeah. you know, you cook it al dente, you're not overcooking that noodle. It's gonna be it's gonna almost be fully cooked. It, it's probably more fully cooked when you pull 
pull it off, when right? You, when you serve it, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's yeah, that's that's why because I did it again, trial and error. Yeah. You know, I, I overcooked it, and then like you said, when it came out, I go, why the hell's am, am I eating soup? Yeah, same. Because right. it gets mushy and Come shit. On. You're like, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. And then, so, uh uh. I was gonna say, go ahead, you, I'm sorry. You, you get that you get that lovely noodle. Once you get it right, then you're like, shit, I got it right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, another one that I do that people love, just real quick. Um, yeah. I do this grilled chipotle corn. Um, I'll take I'll take like five or six ears of corn and I'll grill them on my on my kettle. Okay. And I'll, 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 you know, with, with the husk on and everything, and I'll put them on right directly over the fire, and I'll grill them for about five, maybe six minutes per side, and I ro- keep rotating them, um, so they get that that char on the yeah. on, on the corn, and then I'll cut, I'll, I'll cut the when it's when it's all done, I'll pull it off, let it cool for a little bit, so cool enough where I can handle it, um, and I'll cut, the, I'll cut them off, take the husk off, take the take the uh, um, uh, all all the hair off and everything, and I'll shave them off. Onto into a bowl, and then off to his side, I'll take a, a bowl with about a cup to a cup and a half of mayonnaise, and then I'll take chipotle and adobe sauce, and I'll chop those up. I'll chop some of those up in pieces, and I'll throw them into the mayonnaise, and I'll mix it up with the sauce, and then I just taste it as needed so I can get the the right heat profile that I want. Because if it's too much, it'll be too hot. Too little, it'll just taste like mayonnaise. Yeah. So I wanted to get that the chipotle sauce in there to make it good to go. Once that gets that proof, that that the flavor that I want, then I'll mix it in with the corn. Before I, but before I mix it with the corn, I'll squeeze fresh lime juice all around the corn and mix it all up. And then I'll add the the mayo or the chipotle mayo into there, mix it all up into like a slaw, and I'm like pretty much like a slaw. And then I'll serve it with a chopped, um, you know, on a tray. I'll serve it with chopped uh, cilantro on top of it for color. And uh, people say the same thing. This is the best corn I ever had. And I was like. Really? You've never had uh, Mexican corn before? I was going to say, it's, it's like a Mexican street corn off the cob. Because that's right, exactly what it is. Being, um, being from Chicago, guys, um, you see these lovely girls. Like, they're not girls. I shouldn't say girls. They are lovely ladies. They, <laughs> they are ladies. And they yeah. will have, like, you, you kind of go out there and you say, you know, you're like, I'd like a, you know, I'd like a corn. And they, they pull it out and they don't grill it. They do, they do steam it. Uh, but they'll, right. yeah, they'll, they'll pull it out and they'll put mayo over it and then they, they shake, shake whatever you want over it. Sometimes they go with a little bit hotter of a profile. Sometimes it's a little bit sweeter. Uh, but that, that's basically what you're doing. You're just taking it off that cob. So you're not making it like, you know, you don't have to bite into it. You can actually, you don't have to be right. covered in it. <laughs> yeah. And the thing too, cause when you grill it, you, you'll get the char marks on the yeah. corn. So it looks like it's, it's got the, it, like it was barbecued. Yeah. My uncle was. I, I did it with my with my uncle one time. Uh, God rest his soul, Uncle Connie. Uh, he's like, "Why are you Why are you taking the time to barbecue the corn? Why don't you just get canned corn? Because like, it ain't barbecue, dog. Yeah, but this it's is barbecue. You gotta barbecue something. You taste that smoky flavor into it too. You have to. Yeah. it's got to be in that corn. Yeah, it is, and it 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 adds more to the flavor. So it's just it's one of those things that you know family love when I come when I when we start putting it together and they're yeah. like. Oh, what's in this? And like, well, now if you guys want to know what's in what's on these sites that I do, you gotta download the podcast and check it out. <laughs> now, let me ask you this on this on the corn on the corn. Um, do you huh? serve it cold? It's like, or is it cold like kind room, of temperature. room temperature? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. More, yes, more, yeah. more room temperature. Yeah. Not right. The corn's no longer hot. It's a room temperature kind of almost like a slaw. 
Yes, yes. I, w- I would say yes, you kind of made is. like a, a Mexican corn slaw. Exactly. And uh, it, it's, it's, it's phenomenal, man. Like I said, uh, we, we went to one – I went down south to uh, SoCal uh, uh, a couple years ago, and I made it off to the side, and then we brought to a, a, an Easter party, and I served it, and uh, I didn't tell anybody that I made it. And we were sitting at the tables, and I, these guys behind me, they're like, yo, man, did you try that corn? That thing's amazing. It's not that spicy. It's not that hot. I'm just sitting there listening to it like, yeah, that's mine, motherfuckers. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, dude, that's, that's such a great feeling. It really, really is. It's, yeah. it, it's a phenomenal feeling to be like, hey, I just cooked that for you. And feeding yeah. people is it, – it's a phenomenal feeling. Uh, right. I, I think it's funny when people ask me, they're like, oh, are you going to eat anything right now? It's like, no, you guys can eat. I just – I worked on that all day. Like it, it's horrible. I don't know if – I don't know how you are, but like a lot of times if I'm cooking a lot, um, if I'm cooking, you know, seven, eight briskets, dude, I don't have a taste for brisket at the end of it. Right. Like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. I just don't have a taste for brisket. I don't want to eat the brisket at that point. Like, I, it looks I can, great. Like, I, it's mouth-watering. Yeah. I just don't want to eat it. <laughs> See, that's, 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 that's funny you say that because every time when I do a big cook, when people come over, they're like, hey, Chris, you're going to eat? You're going to eat? I'm like, uh, yeah, you guys go going to eat first. But, I mean, I've been – nah, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll nibble here and there just to, just to see where everything's at. But, nah, I, I'm good, man. I'm I'm good. How come you're not going to eat? I go, it's not that anything's wrong with the food. I just don't have the, the craving for it right now. I've been but, slaving over for the last 12 hours. I mean, I'm look pe- at look at most chefs. Look at most high-end chefs, right? If they work at a high-end steakhouse, most of those dudes are eating Burger King for dinner. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, Or they're going home and eating, like, something simple. Uh, yeah. It, it's not, like, so many people ask, they're like, oh, my God, you must eat so amazing. And a lot of my friends are chefs, and they're like, yeah, I don't really cook at home. <laughs> like, they do. Don't get me wrong. They cook at home. But yeah. they're not, like, going out and making 15-course meals like they're doing for you. You know right. what I mean? Like, they that's just... They long. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> just like anything. It's like, oh, you do this for work. You go home and do it all day long? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do not. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's hey, real, real quick. Um, I, I, I just wanted to say that because I, I know I listen to you a lot, like I said, and um, you shit on pellet cookers all the time, all the time. I'm a total douchebag about it, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, and to all the people that uh, are writing awesome reviews on iTunes, if you guys can help us out, give us some good iTunes reviews, give us some five stars. Um, uh, there's some lovely people, uh, there's one in particular, uh, that said that, um, Pellet cookers are just the newer Kamado. Um, sir, you are a fucking idiot. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to tell you that right right, right now. Um, in the sense that I'm not adding fuel sources to it, okay, I can understand. But a pellet cooker and a Kamado-style cooker are not the same fucking thing, and you're a dumbass for saying that. And, and, and he's, like, he's like, you're the Donald Trump of barbecue. Motherfucker, no, I'm not. I fucking <laughs> cook all day long. That's what I fucking do. And if yeah. you want to call me out on it, feel free to email me. I'd love it. Um, and come on the podcast and let's let's have that actual debate. 
Yeah, yeah. It's a debate. It's not that I don't love. It's not that I hate Pellet. I do. I I don't like the Pellet Cooker people that sit there and tell me that they're pitmasters. I'm sorry, you are not. You turned a dial. Um, can you can you put out good food? Absolutely, but so can my fucking oven. And I don't call myself a classically trained <laughs> chef because I can make a fucking rib roast. Right. I'm sorry, I just don't. Now, the I don't even call myself a pit master for mo- for the most part um, because I think I need to put more hours into it. And I be- believe me, I put hours into it. Um, yeah. So. The, the thing I don't like about pellet smokers is you don't ever get that real good smoke flavor. I don't think you do. At least to me, I don't think you get that really good smoke flavor. I don't think a pellet can produce enough smoke to give me that real wood smoke flavor that I get off of right. a stick burner. That's just right. change my mind, please. <laughs> so... You, you you may you may like this story. This is funny, Eddie, my brother-in-law. Yo, I love you, man. But uh, you know, he got a he bought he bought a pellet cooker. It's not a it's not the 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 tea company. It's not Traeger. Traeger. It's a it's a Rectech. Uh, but he was able to get a phenomenal deal. He drove like three and a half hours to go get it because uh, he got it like a like freaking hella cheap. Yeah, dude. If it gets you here. cooking though, if it gets you cooking, like if it's if it needs to be the gateway drug. Of you coming into barbecue, hell yeah! Let's get you a pellet. Let's get you a fucking pellet smoker. But yeah. don't tell me that that's gonna the, that's the that's the next big thing and that's the end all be all of fucking barbecue because it ain't. <laughs> so so uh, Eddie, I love you, man. I'm sorry I'm putting. Uh, I told you I was gonna put this on a podcast. Cause I, th- I thought it was hilarious. But Eddie, for we still love you. I, you're, we still love you. <laughs> Yeah. So for Thanksgiving, he went to go fire up his the the grill or you know the pellet cooker uh, uh, to put a turkey in, and he said he's like, shit. He's when I turned it on, it fucking wouldn't come on. And I was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, I kept turning, it wouldn't fucking come on. And I was like, well, what happened? He goes, I traced it all the way down to the extension cord. I had to clean the extension cord out and then plug it back in and it worked fine. And I go, yeah, but uh, I don't have extension cords in my grills. That's yeah. dope. <laughs> So, I mean, with the... I hey, went on. I couldn't cook. Sorry, guys. I'm just saying the pellet grill, grill, that's cool and all, but, I mean, when you got to run an extension cord, hey, hopefully you have a long enough extension cord to go from power source to your grill. I mean, <laughs> dude, hey, when people are like, oh, I cook on this, it's a dude, hey, to me, I get it. If you're really busy, that's fantastic, and you want smoked food, and, and you're okay with eating off a of, of pellet smoker, and it's going to get you into cooking... Fuck yeah, but please don't stay at that level. Please, <laughs> please, please get into a a um, a Kamado. Get into get into a Smoky Mountain. Yeah. Get into yeah. a kettle. Get into something that's going to make you actually learn how fire works. The breakdown of of oxygen to you know to to wood content. Uh, how much combustion needs to be there. Um, I'm a total fucking nerd when it comes to this shit. You know what I mean? Uh, so if, 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 you know, if you're going to tell me that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, uh, let, let's talk because let's talk, right? <laughs> I hate to break it to you, bro. Um, I, I talk, I talk and I can do that. Um, and if you don't like my podcast, don't listen. Um, yeah. it's that simple. Wait. 
He did uh, say it's one of those set it and forget it kind of things, which is, is cool and all. But uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I love, I love my my, I love checking the fire, checking the temp, and and um, you know, it's just one of the things where we have to adjust the manifolds and make sure I get enough air or not enough air to control that 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 fire. So yep. that's well, that's one of the things I love about mine. Yeah, uh, how dude. I love my Primo grills. The the Primo works fantastic. I, I believe it. They're Kamado style cookers. They all they all work very very similar. Um, yes. And the Kamado shit, man. You you set those vents nicely. You get a good fire base in your in your in your, in your uh, firebox, and make sure you don't over put wood chunks into it. It's a mistake that we've all made. I've made it. Um, you're like, oh, I'm gonna put a couple more wood chunks because I don't know if it's gonna be enough in there. Don't over put the wood chunks. Why? Um, there's just not enough oxygen flow going through a Kamado. So when those do start to get combustion, sometimes you will get some white, dirty smoke. So, um, don't over, don't overdo it. A couple wood chunks, it's going to, it's more than you need. You know what I mean? It's going to do, it's going to do its job. Um, yeah. Because the smoke's only, you're going to run smoke on your meats for, uh, for at least a couple hours. Because after that, the the meat will stop taking in that smoke. So it's pretty much, it's pretty much you're wasting fuel after that. Well, yeah, and that's why I don't understand. Some some people do that minion method, or not, right? No, it's the snake method. Uh, snake, that, yeah. Yeah, the snake method, and they'll put chunks at the end. And I'm like, why are you putting it at the end? Like, oh, so <laughs> that it, it gets it gets smoke at the end. It's not going to take any smoke at the end. After a certain it, point. <laughs> it may add some nice color at the end, but it ain't yeah. gonna, it ain't, meat ain't absorbing smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to argue with me, there's a, there's a beautiful website called AmazingRibs.com. And and let let that go there. Go go figure it out. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to do the work for you. But uh, uh, you know, meat eventually stops taking smoke. I've I've had numerous conversations with people. Like I, I shit. I talked to one guy, um, and I think he thought I was a complete total asshole because uh, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I run my brisket at 190 the whole way. I go 190. 190. Yeah, and I go why. And he's like, oh, man, I like the long smokes. I really like that. And um, I'm really, like, it just I just keep my temp at 190. I'm like, you got to cook brisket to, like, 205. <laughs> right? <laughs> How are you going to get that? Like, that's like saying, like, okay, I'm going to cool. I'm going to make ice. Right? I'm going to make ice. Cool. What temperature are you going to make ice at? 37 uh, degrees. What? <laughs> Water doesn't freeze. At th- yeah, but it starts to get cold. Is no, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I understand that. Yeah, it starts to get cold. It does not yeah. freeze at 37 degrees. Like, what, where, like, what, what are we, like, there's something that's missing. And he's like... Man, my buddy's a pit master at, at a restaurant, and that's what he does. I'm like, there's no fucking way that this dude <laughs> runs brisket at 190 in his, his restaurant. He just yeah. doesn't. And he's like, oh, man, I, I kind of messed up and, like, came back. And I was like, dude, it's all good, man. I, like, yeah. I'm not trying to – I'm like, hey, I'm like, I, I'm just trying to be nice because you're going to get people sick too. Yeah, um, right. And he's like, what do you mean you're going to get people sick? I'm like, you're putting that meat in the danger zone for a very, very long time. And don't get me wrong. I do understand that smoke kills most bacteria. It really does. But when you're running it that cold, I don't know what kind of smoke you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, like, I just don't know at that point. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's just insane, and it, it's sometimes terrifying um, when you, uh, you you know you, you get people that will give advice to people, and you're like, do you know what you're talking about? <laughs> I've seen your food. <laughs> I know, eaten, right? I've eaten your food. You, I don't know that you should be giving this class. Uh, but hey, uh, so would you suggest? So would you suggest, um, uh, like a backyard barbecue by myself to go take a class? You, you know, know, just to go see what's in there. It depends on how you want to shorten your learning curve. Yeah. If you want to make your learning curve shorter, take that class. Right. Like, so many people will say. Um, Oh, I don't want to take a class because it's like whatever. Uh, I don't want to spend the money. You're gonna spend the money, either way. Oh shit! I spent a shitload of money on fucking R and D. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're gonna spend the money because you're gonna cook. So you're gonna spend the money, right? Right. So if if you want to shorten that learning curve, go take a couple classes. I mean, I still try to go to barbecue classes um, as much as I possibly can because. you always pick something up. Yeah. You're going to pick up some little technique from something. Um, I do teach a couple barbecue classes. I do some, some of that kind of stuff. And it, it's funny. I will, like, when I'm discussing with, with, you know, I guess people that are taking the class, I, I don't think they're students really because they're not, you know, they're, they're just there. Um, right. But we'll discuss stuff. And, man, should I even pick up stuff that I'm going to try from them? You know what I mean? Because everyone has their own little, own little tweak and own little their technique. Own twist. Yeah. And um, I do think that if you want to lo- shorten that learning curve a little bit, yeah, go take a barbecue class. If you don't even want to shorten that learning curve and you want to maybe, maybe change the way you cook something or um, have a different perspective of it, yeah, take a barbecue class, man. I took a rib class, um, I believe it was like a year ago, and it kind of changed a little bit of the way I cook my ribs. And I and I think they've come out come out better, you know. Um, I took I've taken the mixing class. Uh, that that's a full competition barbecue class. So you're going to talk about breaking stuff down, competition style, making sure that every flavor profile is on point. Um, yeah. And that that was a that was a great class. Had a, had a so much fun there. Um, took a couple other local chef barbecue classes around around the Chicagoland area. Um, and they, they're just, you just get, you get so many cool things from it because yeah. you can learn from it. And then it, I mean, unfortunately, like when I go to a lot of my friends' houses now, I get stuck behind their grill. Uh, I was going to, I was going to bring that up. I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, yeah, dude, I get, stu- you go ahead. I get stuck behind people's grills all the time. And I'm like, I was a guest here at some point. Yeah. Who do uh, I, who do I give the bill to? Like, right. <laughs> I was a guest. I came. I, I attended as a guest. Yeah. <laughs> I got put to work as a line cook. Yeah. <laughs> and I want my fourteen dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that because when when I get invited, like friends and families are like, "Hey, yo, uh, I'm gonna barbecue my house." I'm like, "Cool, I'll bring an eighteen pack." I bring an eighteen pack, set it down, and they say, "You know, I got the tongs on my hand, I sat next to the grill." I'm like, "But I brought you beer. You should be feeding me food. Why am I why am I grilling on your? This is not even my grill." I just, this uh, is not my here, thing. Here, here's but the, I'm like, here's all the right. worst part. And I know it's family, but it's true. This happens. 
but is that is that a, is that a rite of passage of like uh, acknowledgement, yeah. or is that like just them being lazy, or is it I, like I think it's a I think it's a I think it's a rite of passage of acknowledgement. I, I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, it makes it sound the best. <laughs> but you know what the worst is? My my sister is notorious on doing this. Is she um she wants to have a barbecue at her house, but wants me to bring everything. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll get the call. Like, hey, we don't have any charcoal. Oh, okay. And can you bring? Can you bring new tongs? Oh, uh-huh. Anything else? Yeah, we need, uh, we don't have this. And then what meat are you bringing? Oh, so you want to just house this. You don't really actually want to facilitate any of it. Give us, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you want to house it, but you, yeah. you're not going to facilitate any of it. <laughs> oh, and she can say, "Oh, hey, don't forget! I'll bring the 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 silverware and the paper plates too, because yeah. you, since you're bringing the meats in and the charcoal, anyways, just bring the whole shebang." And then she's like, "I'll make a salad." <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the fuck I want. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny shit. <laughs> I don't know how many. I mean, I've gone over there before, and she's like, "Oh, we don't have any charcoal." I'm like, "Oh, great, nice. How are we gonna cook?" <laughs> the hell? So then, uh, then I'm always like running back home, picking up charcoal and bringing <laughs> it over, and I'm just like, you know, you're costing me more money. Right. Doing this. And then, and you're hoping in between getting that charcoal come back, you don't get a text message. Oh shit! I got. They want me to pick up what at the store? Yeah, like oh. what else do I gotta buy? Okay, great. <laughs> they, they forgot this conveniently. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> Conveniently, that's always the best. We uh, and the the worst is if you it, like once the party kind of starts going, you kind of want to keep it going, and and that's when people are like, "Hey, can you go do this?" It's like, yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't be the party pooper, but yeah, sure, I'll go ahead and I'll yeah. make it happen. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's so funny because they're always like, "Why don't you come over here and cook?" And it's like, because all the shits here. Yeah, it's a lot easier for me cooking in my own kitchen. Like I know where <laughs> things are. Uh, oh, yeah, but, I've, I've been a few of those, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna barbecue at my house." I'm like, "Cool, man, I'll bring an 18 pack." Oh, since you're gonna stop by and get an 18 pack, can you uh, can you bring a package of cheese and uh, can you also bring the, the paper plates and uh, and in uh, the, the cups? I'm like, "What? Yo, you invited me to your house." Hey, bro, how much of this barbecue did you plan? Exactly. Curiosity. Like, you want just, me to spend? No, but just, just ballpark it for me out of 10. Were you, were yeah. you like, were you two prepared? Or were you, yeah. like, nine prepared and then you, like, needed one thing? Because there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> difference between me coming over now. Yeah. Well, that's funny. That's funny you said that because I was like, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. I'm like, oh, you brought that up without me bringing that up. <laughs> I yeah, don't no, say anything. It, it, it happens. Shit happens. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, can you just finish cooking? Oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah, sure, I guess. It's your house. your grill, buddy. I'll finish it off for you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I'll cook. Uh, it, it, it's kind of cool. Like, my in-laws my in-laws have two eggs. And um, every, every time I go over there, I'm, just, I'm always cooking. I'm always behind them. And... Uh, they, it's kind of funny when they're just like, 
oh yeah, they're coming over. Okay, cool. Well, what meat do you want us to buy? And I'm just like, at this point, like it's funny. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll do it. I'll take care of it. I want to pick out the meat I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you I start eat good tonight, all right? So but you start to get kind of snobby, right? I, like it was, it was like I said, uh, guys. If you guys don't know, if you don't follow me personally, uh, I have an 18 month old daughter, um, and it was so funny. She was eating, uh, like I said, we were doing that tri tip. And she's eating Australian Wagyu try to. I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And <laughs> my wife's like, well, I mean, could, she said, could be worse. She could just be one of those kids that only wants hot dogs. And I'm like, hot dogs <laughs> cost a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Australian Wagyu, $22 a pound. Let's get some hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like, her palate can't appreciate it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but that is actually how I know if, if 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 um like if the cook is good if she eats some of it and is like yes I want more man dude my cooking was spot on um, right. if she has some of it and looks at me and she like shake her head no I'm like yeah she'll, she'll be honest with you huh? <laughs> oh complete there, there's no filter there's no like you did it it was pretty good like you didn't do bad it was no. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you, you messed that one up. You're gonna have to go back to the drawing board and yeah. cook something different. <laughs> you know, speaking of kids, what what I what I do with my kids is um when I cook and I'll have bones like rib bones or chicken bones, I'll put them in a crock pot and I'll fill them with water and I'll boil them for 24 hours. Yeah, and then once they get to a certain when they get soft, then I'll crush the bones and then I'll I'll strain them into a into a um into like a mason jar. Yeah. And then uh, when it cools off and all the fat comes up to the top, I'll skim a lot of that fat off. So basically all I have then is just a bone broth yeah. uh, from the from from my barbecue. And then I'll use that to cook either my broccoli or my kale with. And uh, when I cook it, add just a little bit of salt, not a lot because it already has a little bit of salt from the, from the broth. Add it in there. My kids, they eat, they tear up the broccoli like it's the last thing on earth. And for kids, you know, at such a young age to try to eat their vegetables – it's hard enough, but when I add that meat juice to it, they're like, fucking, this is the greatest thing ever. I Isaac, I love you, my son, but, you know, every time you come over, I got to buy extra broccoli for you because you keep it all, eating all the damn broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I do the um, – I, I will take my, my chicken bones and I will make uh, chicken broth out of it, and then I'll just make chicken soup out of it. And then it's yeah. almost like a smoked chicken soup, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, the first time we made it, I was like, this is way better than I've ever had chicken soup. Like, I want more. And it was <laughs> like, oh, my God. And then I started – we started playing around with what other soups could we smoke. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> you know, um, and we, we've done some uh, – we've done some pretty good soups on on the uh, egg. Got uh-huh. a nice big cast iron pot, throw it in there, make the soup add a little bit of smoke onto it just right at the end and that i mean you don't need a lot because that soup i mean it's it'll it'll absorb it'll smoke absorb super it, quickly and yeah smoke. yeah and it, so what are you what kind of what are you so using good. for that smoke for in, in the in that soup so we, we we'll just go with um regular fogo in there and then uh yeah. just it depends on what fruit would what what's going to complement or complement that that soup yeah. sometimes it is you know sometimes it's hickory sometimes it's oak Sometimes it's uh, cherry. Sometimes it's apple. It just depends on what right. we think is going to complement that. And, you know, just put a small chunk in there and let it go. And then, uh, yeah, super easy. 
I got to try that out, man, because, again, for all your listeners, this is the R&D part where we change, we keep trying it out every now and yeah. then. It, it adds up, but, yo, once you get that perfection, you know where it's at. Everybody's an asshole. What'd you use? What, how'd you make it? You got to listen to the podcast, bro. Man, Check it out. Here, here's the thing. It's very simple. You can tell them exactly how you how they made it. You don't tell them the portions. You tell them all the ingredients. You can even tell them the portions. It doesn't matter. They're never going to cook like you. Yeah. It will never be how you cooked. Right, that's right. Beauty. Like, that's when people are like, oh, why do you give your rest? Why do you tell people what you put in it? I don't care. You don't cook like me. Yeah. <laughs> and here's my little secret. Yeah. I may tell you how much I put in there. Bro, I cook to feel on everything. Yeah. I could not tell you how much seasoning is in there to save my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. if it doesn't taste right, hit, hit a little, maybe it just needs a pinch more salt in there to bring up all those other flavors. And I'm right. going to add it, but I'm not going to put that in the recipe. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> As I have people ask, I'm like, oh, I mean, you know, I just, it's to flavor, man. This is how I, how I like it. It's, if you like it, great. But uh, how much you put in it? Dude, I couldn't tell if I put a tablespoon of salt, half tablespoon of salt, or 10 tablespoons of salt. I don't know, man. I just, it's just how it came out. And yo, like it. If you like it, great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is, right? Yeah. <clears throat> it, it it and if, and then if they're like, oh, dude, this is so good, I need I need more. Like, no problem, we'll sell it by the pound. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'll give you the family discount, which yeah. <laughs> guys, and if anyone ever says I'll give you the family discount, that means you pay double. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because everyone true. knows that dealing with families, like, just, it, it, you have to charge double. Yeah. <laughs> uh. They're going to be meaner. Man, Chris, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us, and chatting barbecue. Um, I, I, I like ending our podcast this way. If you could give yourself three tips to help shorten that learning curve of when you first started giving, like, if you could go back and be like, hey, I'm just starting to barbecue, what are three tips you would give yourself? Oh, man. Um, you know, I definitely know, I would definitely say, uh, number one, don't drink too much because you forget what you do. Yeah, that's number one. That's a hard one. <laughs> uh, number two, bring a pen and paper and write down what you did and the ste- little tweaks and steps that you did. That way you can re- reiterate it the next time um, because you will forget those little those little. Um, how much did you move that that notch over to get more airflow or not enough airflow, or, or how much uh, coal did you put into into the cooker versus a whole bag to half a bag or uh, stuff like that? Just write write the notes down so you remember what you did and um, and ask a lot of questions. The barbecue community is so so friendly. I mean, like I said, I, I reached out to Mikey K. He 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 uh, messaged me. Then we got on a text. He's texting me directly. And then I, I was talking to uh, uh, Mike Lang, and I was talking to Tony Maribel, and they all reached out. And they were all very helpful. So ask a lot of questions. Don't be afraid because no one's going to tell you. Everybody's going to have their different variations. You're going to take it. You're going to compile it all together and make your own out of it. But uh, write everything down. Uh, um, ask a lot of questions to help you out. And 
try not to drink too much whiskey and beer when you're barbecuing because you'll forget what you did. I got a dude. I got a dude right now that I'm talking to from Russia. Um, that's uh, asking me barbecue questions, and we're we're having a, a way fun time talking uh, talking about it. Uh, the only the only hard thing is the uh, the language barrier is a little bit mm. difficult. Um, yeah. <clears throat> just because, like, sometimes I have to ask him like exactly what he means because it does, like the translator doesn't always translate it oh, properly. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like, because sometimes. You know how it is. I mean, I don't know if you speak a different language or not. Some uh, certain languages don't always have everything to translate to English the way right. that it the the in in the in the terms that they are saying them. It'll translate, but to somebody else, it'll it'll make sense in their culture, but it won't right. make sense to somebody from outside of it. They'll be like, "What does that even mean?" It's like, no, no, this means this, this, and this, and there's yeah. a, something a translator can't do for you. You can't be like, oh, by the way, this is what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it, it, it's insane, dude, talking to people from all over the world, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk barbecue with anybody. Shit. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's, 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 it, I mean, like I said, I've been listening to you for a long-ass time. You talk to people from Australia, uh, uh, Germany, Europe, Brazil, all these different places, and yeah. these companies that have their own spice rubs, their own barbecue sauces. I mean, you talked to do- uh, uh, Dr. Barbecue freaking not too long ago, and I mean, yeah. I'm like – you know, I just grilled my backyard, and I'm I'm actually I'm here with Mikey Gay talking barbecue right now. This is dope. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk and learn a lot a lot that you you said. And this is this is I mean I had a great time, man. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, and we'll have to have you back on. I had a great time. Yeah, man. Anytime, man. Let me know, and I'll have some more recipes to hook up and uh, have some more stories about pellet grills. Hell yeah. <laughs>